0: Hello there again delusional world. It's the delusional girls
1: baby potato. And your girl JT. How are we feeling tonight Jasmine? You know I can't complain. I'm always content. You really are.
0: You'd <laughs> be just cool.
1: I'm a very I try to stay very balanced with my emotions. If mm-hmm. I don't yeah we know what happens. <laughs> stay balanced. But that goes on to what our topic is gonna to be about today. We're gonna to be talking about toxicity. And just so we just so we're clear, I'm gonna give two definitions: the Webster Dictionary definition and the urban dictionary definition. And these are two definitions each on both. The Webster dictionary is containing or being poor poisonous material, especially when capable of causing death or serious dehabilitation. The second Webster Dictionary is extremely harsh, malice, or harmful. For Urban Dictionary, the first one is an adjective to describe a person or place that is extremely rude and sometimes even dangerous, so stay away. And Two, my favorite, an overused adjective, adjective to apply to everything and everyone we disapprove of, which is definitely a very popular thing in our in our generation. Very much our
0: generation's way of using the word.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like it's little things are toxic these days. So we're gonna dive into a couple different forms of toxicity. One of the first forms we're gonna dive into is toxic loyalty and toxic positivity and just so we're clear i'm gonna give my personal definition on what it is so my talk my definition of toxic loyalty is essentially i'll give an example if someone might not ever have your best interest at heart or they might be selfish or stretching you too thin for their own personal gain and then getting mad when you can't reciprocate that. I feel like that's a form of toxic loyalty because sometimes it's not about, you know, what's making that person happy. Sometimes it's just because you didn't do it and, you know, you're supposed to be my friend versus like understanding that people need to put themselves first. You know, that's the toxic loyalty is not understanding that, like, like, yes, you can be loyal to a fall or another perfect example of toxic loyalty is simply you being in a friend group and having a friend fall out with another friend. And then it becoming this whole thing of you not being able to you not being able to communicate with that person, you know, out of toxic loyalty, you know, because these friends don't like each other anymore. So, Man,
0: there's so many forms of toxic loyalty.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'll give a, I'll give my personal experience too on toxic loyalty for myself. I know that like I've been toxic loyal to people who, who essentially were extremely bad for my mental health and my well-being and like my self-esteem, but because I could have known them from for a long time or. Whatever the case may be, I stay loyal just because, you know. Instead of just seeing the fact that, like they, like if the if the situation were reversed, would they do that for me? No. And moving on to my definition of toxic positivity, I just I'm a big believer on yes men or toxic positivity because you don't need to give me you you don't need to tell me I'm right every time, especially if I'm wrong, like that's very toxic and toxic positivity is like i feel like we see that a lot on instagram with you know posting like these spiritual things and whatnot and then going around your your regular life and causing chaos like that's not that's toxic positivity toxic
0: positivity pisses me off because i am so like i'm pretty i've always been blunt like since i was little and my mom my mom has always told me that and You know, I always make sure to be super fucking, like, transparent with my friends. And whenever I see somebody, like, not giving me that back, and it's like, that's toxic positivity. Like, no, you need to keep it as real as me as I would keep it with you. That literally pisses me off when I see that firsthand.
1: More than agree with that, because also i feel like another version of toxic positivity is like sometimes when you're sad and a person's like well it's okay it's it, it don't matter like it's all good like just think about this just think about that like at least da, da, da. that's okay sometimes but sometimes it's also like let me feel how i feel you know i don't need you to like pump this toxic positivity into me when you know damn well that ain't the truth if i'm sad
0: let me be sad
1: (laughs) like like there's a healthy version of sadness i feel as long as you're feeling it um but going on to our general experiences i feel like with toxic loyalty and positivity i mean my general experience i feel like growing up i was toxic loyalty like I definitely was like oh if I fell out with this girl I don't want you to hang out with them or you don't come to my birthday party don't hang out with me but Mm -hmm. at the same time I had that toxic loyalty like I said before like I was always thick or thin with my friends no matter what it don't matter what you did to me like you could have fucking as long as you put your hands on me I'm gonna always take you back like we're always going to be friends forever. Like, I could be so mad at you, but I'm going to always take you back. Cheetah girls, cheetah sisters. But it's like, <laughs> it's like that's good, but then it's not, you know, because we don't need... There's a reason why those toxic people leave our lives. And I feel like for my toxic positivity experience, it was just really simple as... Or it's simple as, like me posting those positive things on instagram and then having my my chaotic moments (laughs) like truthfully i don't think that's necessarily toxic positivity in my perspective because i don't post it in the way of like this is who i am i post it in the way of like this is where i want to be like this is how i see my life like usually when i make those kind of posts but everybody's different but that's usually shit outside of that is just you know me having a yes man as a friend i feel like everybody's
0: toxic loyal to something everybody is loyally
1: toxic to something mm, maybe i don't know i feel like depending on food for thought yeah i guess it just depends on the situation the person because i feel like if you can think for yourself then toxic loyalty is not an issue for you
0: what if it's subconsciously toxic, loyal to something, and you don't even know why? You just know that you are.
1: Then, or you don't even
0: know that you are.
1: Then that's a self-reflection that has has, has to come on your own. If you're own.
0: loyally toxic to something, you should really question it.
1: But most people don't know they're loyally toxic to something when they are. That's the, that's the gag.
0: But that's something to self-reflect refl- self on.
1: The thing on how people would figure that out is they would have to figure out what would make this person toxic for me, you know? Like, regardless of anything else, they would have to think about what makes this person toxic for me? Why is this person toxic for me? And then you can't think about those things without, well, I'm toxic. Unless you're just, like, an Mm -hmm. egotistical, narcissistic person who doesn't have empathy and can't, like, put yourself in another person's shoes. (laughs) 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 damn (laughs) but um do you have any general experiences of toxic loyalty or positivity
0: yeah I've definitely had multiple friendships that I feel like I was actually toxically loyal to my friendships for sure I've always ended up like short end of the stick but it was because I was like definitely allowing it you know why because I'm like that's my friend that's my bitch I love her you know it doesn't matter like we're good we're good but then guess what who ended up hurt at the end of the day me you know and it's like I was I just kept forgiving it and forgiving it and forgiving it and thinking that you know what like that's just how it goes like that's still my bitch but no it came to a point where I'm like i'm fed up i have feelings this bothers me this bugs me i do so much i i'm literally there for you all the time and it's like not being reciprocated i I kept that all bottled up you know
1: the aquarius i mean did you ever express but it's because i
0: truly love being there for like like my friendships i i can say that a couple like i have a handful of friends that like I essentially saw them, like, grow up, you know? Like, we are growing up together, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's really odd that that happened, that I allowed that, you know? I mean, it's it's
1: not that odd. We only allow what we know.
0: Yeah. But, you know, at the end, I grew boundaries, you know? I spoke, I... I needed that, you know. I know that I needed that.
1: You had your conversation.
0: Yeah, and I realized I was being... That's toxic loyalty right there, you know. Just so, like, not creating that space for myself and just, you know, loving myself, putting myself first. So, and I i guess I had to realize that on my own, and then I feel like I grew from that. You know, I still have my moments where I'm like, oh, my God, like, pre pre Uh, prioritize yourself you know
1: but at least you learned your boundaries when you needed to learn them that's the important part yeah but speaking of you know like what we learned and pretty much how we're a product where we came from I mean growing up with toxic parents is definitely I feel like that's where the blueprint of all the trauma bonds and of everything of all the toxicness that we go through today that's where it starts, you know?
0: Yeah, it starts at home because you got to think about it from the ages, from four, you're so, four, and four to, what is it, seven? You're so impressionable, and your parents, your everyday, you know, scenery and what you're experiencing growing up, that, that affects, you know, essentially who you become as a person. It does, and... It's crazy how, like, having those habits of your parents are going to attract, you know, certain people in your life, you know, that you're going to have that that bond to because, you know, that's what you were so accustomed to growing up. And
1: it's not going to change unless you decide to, like, break it's that so cycle. It's so sad, dude. That's like, so
0: heartbreaking.
1: Like, you, that's have why to, you have to look at, the, like, if in reality, breaking the cycle is looking at the blueprint, looking at the chart of your family and seeing you know like damn it's so crazy how all how different we are but how similar all these struggles are you know so it's like at some point somebody has to open their eyes and realize like all right we got to change this if we want if we want different we got to change it and i feel like that's where it comes to it all us. starts
0: with with consciousness self-reflection yes.
1: and that's where it comes to us when we get out into the world you know like, those trauma bonds that we built that started with our family and then that continue on with friendships, you know?
0: Jeff, can like you can you give a brief description on trauma bond?
1: My perspective, do not... Uh, this is not a dictionary quote, just so we're clear. Uh, my perception of a trauma bond is essentially... Okay, like, here's a good example. I'm sorry, I'm just better at getting, giving examples than legitimate definitions an example would be like if me and angie met like let's say we met when just in just hypothetical let's say we met when we're like 16 18 years old or something right and we're both going through a very hard time in our life and like very very stressed out a lot of crazy things happening you know really traumatic shit and they just happen to be similar you know like relatable in a way like this is the only person i can talk to about these traumas this this fucked upness like and then it's like it boils down to more like oh you have a shitty mom too i have a shitty mom too like oh you have a shitty this the shitty that whoa so essentially a trauma bonded would be like you bonding over the traumas that have happened in your life and that's what makes your relationship strong but if you think about this if these traumas get healed and they go away what is the relationship now mm. like what is it you know because i was what was holding you guys together was the simple fact of the unity of how fucked up and the trauma that you guys had and it's like now i'm not in that anymore so i've healed you're still in the trauma and i want to help you get through it but like you know misery loves company yeah sometimes people don't know how or they don't want to get over the trauma because they're comfortable in that pain and that's why it's like you know that's why you said it starts with consciousness you know if you want to break that 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 cycle of growing up with toxic parents it starts there first of all starts there and then it starts with expanding essentially rewiring your brain expanding outside of what you've been told and what people know and etc you do your own research like if you want to break your cycles for real like growing up with toxic parents has never been easy like i would never ever ever say that this is something easy to do for anybody you know like cutting off your family or letting go of you know these toxic traits that you've grown throughout the years especially that you've had your whole life depending on but
0: it's if it's something that you have to do for yourself nobody you know nobody can take that away from you you know
1: yeah i'm just saying at the end of the day it's not going to be easy but that's the point the spiritual growth is never supposed to be easy because it gets so much better once you get past all that bullshit you have to get through the bullshit of the fucked up trauma with the toxic parents the toxic cycle you have to learn all that your shadow self everything in order to understand why your parents were even toxic in the first place to even get to a point to where like why my parents? Why my parents essentially were who they were? Why I got the version of them that I got? Yeah, essentially you have to figure all that out to even figure out to even understand your parents.
0: And I'll tell ta- hey, prime example. I have I cut off family. I've done it. Like I had to do it. I do it all the
1: time, bitch. Yeah, like snip snip. Oh
0: <laughs> no, I trust me, like. Sometimes you just have to do that for your own self or your own betterment. Like, if, if that's what you got to do for your own healing journey, then by all means, do it. And just know that it, nobody knows if that's a temporary thing or, you know, something that's going to stick. You never know. Like, you it's could just, get into this really great mental space where you just, you know, you're strong enough and you can handle that. It, granted, you don't have to have it a part of your life, but if that comes your way, like, okay, like, let bygones be bygones, you Vikes. know, not to be messy or anything, but I had to do that with the cousin, and, you know, we stopped talking for a really long time, because she was pretty much just, um, she was talking about my drinking to my mother, so I found that real messy, and I was like, okay. That's how it is, you know? Yeah. But we're on, we actually are on really good terms now. Like, we we talked it out. Like, at first I was fed up. Then we talked it out, worked through it, whatever, whatever. You know? It was just a miscommunication. And you know, I'm like, I'm jealous. Was it a
1: miscommunication or was it just an s- assumption? Well, miscommunication is like you communicating something and then. She was, she,
0: essentially, she was going to my mom, like, Worried, yeah. So and then my mom came up say, to me, worried, like thinking, cause "Does was, my daughter
1: have a dream problem Because I was gonna say, "There's no mis, miscommi- <laughs> huh? there's no miscommunication if you didn't say if you didn't say nothing If she just assuming something."
0: No, it was miscommunication between her and my mom.
1: Off oh, some she saw on social media. Mm-hmm. Assumption. Mm-hmm. Not miscommunication. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, assumption, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, they're... You're right, you're Yeah, right. that's a straight assumption. You see something on Instagram and you assume, you know, like, you didn't even ask, you know, she didn't even ask you, you know, what's uh, <laughs> up. That would have been a miscommunication, you know, but yeah. versus, like, jumping to Well, your,
0: technically, it was both. It
1: mis- was
0: assumption and then miscommunication.
1: It's just the way it all happened.
0: Because she didn't see something and assume anything, but... She just knew that, like, that I'd be drinking. (laughs) And she went up to my mom, like, hey, I just want to make sure Angie's good. And my mom's like, is there something I need to be worried about? But But my cousin has, like... She was never really the clubby girl, you know what I mean? And she has, like, a lot of, like, friends with horror stories, you know, getting drugged and whatever. She just wanted to, like... I don't know. Just make sure I was good, I guess. Well,
1: and then... Hey, at least she, she was on top of it. That's all that really matters. Yeah,
0: I, see, I honestly see where she was coming from.
1: Yeah. But... And at least y'all are better now. That's the... Yeah,
0: that's, that's exactly. The bottom line. Bottom line, we good.
1: Yeah. It's but, nothing. But things have to happen for a reason, you know? And yeah. that, even go, that even goes to... When it comes to coming, cutting off family, it even goes to, you know, cutting off... Toxic friends, more specifically childhood friends. I don't know if, how how y'all feel about it, but I know me personally. It's not the easiest thing for me to do to cut off any childhood friends. Um, that's probably where my toxic loyalty comes in the most, because mm-hmm. because that. Mm-hmm. because I'm like you know I've known you for this long blah 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 Charlie Brown teacher. Yeah, you know, all that shit. But then it's like, you know, I'm just like, I'd, I have this thin line between like, you know, I've loved you for forever. But if you were somebody that I met a couple months ago, I would cut you off with the quickness. But then it's like, I don't know. It's like I love my childhood friends. And any time it comes to like, I feel like where it gets to a point where I feel like I have to like cut them off or anything That's never, I'm not going to lie, that's never been something easy. Like I said, that's where my toxic loyalty comes in. Hardcore. Hardcore. Um, But dealing with toxic friends in general, like... I don't know if how many people can understand the... The dynamic of, like, seeing a person evolve and change. And then, like, seeing, like... You know, like the reason why you were friends, and then oh, yeah, and then you grew up, and this is who you is. Like, so it, it it makes it harder to let go of this. Like, maybe it's a phase, whatever. You know, we went through all these phases when we were younger. Fuck it. Like, but I'm still learning, honestly, about the whole letting go of childhood friends. I have let go. I'll say this. Of a re- on
0: that note, Jazz i'm not perfect you're not perfect but we're not bags does that make sense no yeah like i'm not perfect like i know i got my fuck ups and you do too but i'm not gonna be disrespected to a certain extent or you know like we're not gonna we're not gonna
1: lower each other's like you know worth like that and the thing is is that when it comes to friends and family especially long-term friends my love genuinely is unconditional i, genu- I could so
0: see that like oh. i
1: genuinely do lo- like even even when you well, i know that even when you piss me off and i don't want to talk to you i might not even look at you anything that don't mean i don't love you it don't mean i won't be there for you like I, i'm sorry you're just gonna deal with me right now like that's my toxic trait like <laughs> like a bitch be petty as fuck <laughs> and not on purpose it just like comes out like it's just i don't know how to explain it it's just like it's it's the stubbornness it's the stubbornness like it's like "Mm, yeah sure whatever
0: sometimes i really don't know how we begin along sometimes
1: (laughs) i you know it's funny because if you actually look up aquarius and taurus friendships they have one of the best friendships relationship wise it's not it I, would, I wouldn't see that. I would never date you, to be honest. Like, I would never date you. I would
0: never date you.
1: Like, I would I never. I have dated you, and I don't want to date you. Like, I'm, we we have not dated, for real. I would never date you. You're too all over the place. I would hate to get ready for one thing, and then you're like, you know what? Let's go here instead. I'd be like, oh bitch, t- no. Like, Like, we can have fun, but then it's like, it's like we could have fun we could do all that blah, blah 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 or one of the top reasons why i know i couldn't date you is because <laughs> you are horrible with your fucking phone <laughs> and when i'm dating somebody justin knows this oh my God. you don't answer me especially if it's important i'm gonna blow your ass up like what the fuck like in your phone? even then you and then if you were to hit and we were dating you hit me with that do not disturb shit bitch <laughs>
0: Bitch,
1: it's over. Bitch, it's over. I wouldn't even break up with you, but I'm I'm gonna be petty. Like you go come in this it's house. Get your shit out my house. No, go, nah, go, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be petty. You're sleeping on the couch, ho. Like oh like like you ain't got time to answer my phone call. But you sleeping on the couch. Like <laughs> like what the fuck? Like I'm not I'm not the kind of person. Like I would I'm first of all in a relationship. I don't break up easily. Like you know if I'm with you, I'm with you. But it's like if I'm going to be dealing with all that, you bet your ass you're going to be dealing with some shit for me. you going to you know like I'm going to be telling you're gonna you You going to feel
0: what I was feeling
1: when I was blowing your phone up. Yes, like <laughs> it's like uh, then you go, I'm going to be that I'm going to be like that lady when you come in all late drunk as fuck sitting there with the light on so
0: angie with the light with the legs crossed on the sofa
1: where the fuck have you been
0: like the interrogation begins
1: like i just know i couldn't date you because i feel like i wouldn't be able to trust you because you don't answer your fucking phone like i'd be like all right what's she doing why she ain't answering what's really going on hmm and then when you be communicating your feelings, you be Ooh. holding so much shit back. And I'm the kind of person, when I'm opening up with my partner, it's like everything, 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 you know? And I feel like if... I know I couldn't date you because I feel like you'd be too scary. You'd be like, oh, no, we're getting too vulnerable. Let me back out. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, yeah, nah. Because I, I I'm my one of my biggest pet peeves is pulling out my my emotions and then somebody give me some short response like (laughs) bitch get the fuck out (laughs) (laughs) oh you're like why the fuck did I just open up to you (laughs) but yeah I know I know we wouldn't make a we wouldn't make a great relationship we'd
0: probably end up fighting
1: no, for sure, because we both. <laughs> what do you be, think would swing first? Because we'd both be so stubborn. Like, <laughs> like it's like you'd be so stubborn. No, I mean it this way. No, bitch, it's like this. <laughs> like, like, yeah. I mean, we probably both start swinging at the same time. Like. Especially especially if we got drunk one night when we were out, you know, and no like cab, no and like, you know, you're so you're so like talking to everybody, being all flirty and shit and then I'd be and then I'd be thinking to myself like I don't care you know about the flirtiness but I'd be thinking wow this bitch has been so aloof all day now we get out and she wanna act all in tune (laughs) and like I'd be triggered since we get home bitch you act stupid when we alone when we with all these people (laughs) go to the couch couch. you're sleeping on the couch tonight
0: (laughs) (laughs) hey I wouldn't be mad that couch is
1: comfortable (laughs) But that's, like, the worst I do. I've never broken up with anybody. You've never? No. Mm -hmm. I've never. Even my first boyfriend, it wasn't a breakup. It was just, like, oh. I saw the messages on MySpace, and it was, like, okay, I guess that's it. Oh. I guess we done. Damn. Yeah. I've never formally broken up with anybody. That's toxic. (laughs) <laughs> facts hey, that goes on to our next topic that I didn't even just planned we're pre selling this right now toxic relationships to- toxic partners we're gonna throw that in there real quick just so you know my definition of a toxic partner is okay like if you state your boundaries with your partner right or like you tell them what you've been through and then they purposely or no, I wouldn't say purposely but they like don't hear you you know like they disrespect those those boundaries and essentially make you have to deal with the repercussions you know what I mean like oh well this is what I wanted to do and you know even though you guys could have talked about it you know I think that is does that make sense mm, like an example okay like if a guy wanted to go out with his friends granted this is a very broad light example like a guy wants to go out with his friends and a girl's like well i want to spend the night in you know i don't think this is just 100 percent toxic but this is just an example like and a girl's like i want to spend the night in with you like i want to enjoy my time with you like let's have a couple's night and then the guy's like well no i want to go out with the guys like and then you try to explain to him per se like why it's important to you and then he flips it around on you. Like, in a way of, like, gaslighting. Does that make sense? Yes, well, yes, I, I find yes, th- yes, yes. I find that toxic in relationships. Like, it's like, it shouldn't be pulling teeth to to do certain things with your partner. Or communication. I think that's really one of the top toxic things when it comes to relationships. Because it gets misunderstood, number one. Which mm-hmm. creates more toxic events and then not only that but miscommunication alone causes a lot of messiness a lot of drama especially if it's not just more than one person because you know sometimes girls go tell their friends how they're feeling or guys might tell their their guy friends how they're feeling and i feel like depending on how you know the communication is it just makes it more messier so you got all these other people in your ear making your relationship more toxic
0: oh you hit that what you hit that one right
1: on the nail what the people the telephone
0: that one that one resonated
1: Mm. yeah every like talking to everybody and essentially everything changing versus like having that conversation with the person you know like when
0: everybody you're involving more and more people Yes. You know? And you're making it messier.
1: And instead of going to the source, you know? Like, it's like, it's okay. I feel like, just so we're clear, it's okay to vent to your friends. That's some pussy shit right there. But aside from that, it's okay to vent to your friends about your relationship or whatever. But I don't think it's okay to let their opinion hold so much weight into how your relationship functions.
0: Okay, well, let me ask you this. Is this toxic? Because I will, like... Me and my best friend made a promise like we're not going to confide in anybody else about our own friendship problems because we're going to go directly to the source. And we're both those kinds of bitches. But what if is it toxic that I'm that we agreed on that? Because we're like essentially it depends. I um, don't because I'm not Because I'm not going to lie. When I was,
1: um, it's toxic if the person who you made this agreement with doesn't receive the information well like we can't make this agreement and then it backfire. you know what I mean like right 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 like I feel like as long as you understand that like you can communicate open and honestly with this person then it's not a toxic agreement you know because that essentially that's how it should be with everyone if you have a problem with anyone best friend friend whatever it doesn't matter who the yeah, relationship you you, should, you need to go straight to the source
0: mm-hmm.
1: but having that legitimate agreement could create toxicness because if you were to go
0: potentially yeah. because
1: if you were to go to express any slight bit of concern that you just like not even on a messy tip you know just slight bit of concern that you could have had about that person you know she finds out about that that's 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 more toxicness yeah you know because you guys made this pact Mm -hmm. instead of her understanding that you were just being you were venting to a friend this friend is not judging you like that i'm just opening up myself to this person because i didn't know how to talk to you about it so that's where exactly. that that gray line gets mixed in, you know, on like if you've made that promise with someone who will fully understand you know how you how you operate. You know, I don't think it's a toxic promise as long as the person isn't
0: the intention. Yes, the exactly. intentions, yeah.
1: Exactly. It's like
0: okay, I get it. Like that's obviously not Cons- consol- consolidating oh, No confiding sorry yeah. Confiding in somebody is a different That's what I was doing I wasn't trying to be messy talk my shit it was, It's just strictly confiding in somebody Yeah confiding things, in yeah. someone Is
1: different than being messy Yeah um, Messiness is just talking shit Confiding in someone is talking Obviously about your feelings To a particular person Who you don't feel like you can talk to about With any other person which is similar to a best friend if not very close to so there's not anything wrong with having a confidant like that's you know it's funny when it comes to toxic relationships I feel like that's also a form of toxicity that can happen you know overextending that confidantness like just like how you were saying, if you make this pact to only talk to this ooh, person, ooh, that's my
0: type of toxicness right there. Like if you make, <laughs> I, I used to be like that so bad. What? So bad. I was like, no, you can't have anybody. You're my confidant. Like you know, we yeah. were each other's confidant. Like no bitch, no nobody, nobody. Don't even, don't even think about anybody. Like, like, we're, we're writers. Like, like we some toxic
1: loyalty shit.
0: <laughs> I remember being young and like, oh my god, I don't know what the hell was like fueling me to have like a fucking writer, but <laughs> it was it was bad. It was bad. It was toxic. Hey, <laughs>
1: little toxic six year old, just fucking looking. <laughs> That's funny. It's okay. We're easily impressionable at that age. It's all good
0: and barney
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right guys the delusional girls are going to start our next segment um for this episode which is going to be entertainment of the week we're going to be talking about our song of the week our Artist of the week and movies shows books whichever we choose but each of us have one and these are our recommendations um i'll go first my song of the week is Swamp Bitches by Dochi featuring Rico Nasty and Taking a Walk by Trippy Red. That's always been one of my favorite songs by him. I can listen to that. That's
0: my shit. Glorilla, Cardi. Okay. I just, I can't. Every time I walk into my apartment, I'm like, Row, Row, I'm not 29. Every time. That- Go stream, go stream. And honestly, on that note, I'm gonna say I love Nikki and Cardi, but Nikki, come on, sis. Let's talk. Hey, Nikki. <laughs> Nikki. <laughs> Nikki, Come I on, it. everybody I can got nothing,
1: eat. I ain't got nothing to say about Nikki. I'ma We her, all some pretty girls. I'ma let. I'ma <laughs> let. I'ma let the the barbs and all them handle that shit. I'm oh gonna, my God, let I me not. I, let me not. Yeah, I'm <laughs> to get, I ain't trying to get attacked, but.
0: Okay, well my other song is Bad Bunny. Um, I love 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 him, and the song is Titi me pregunto. Let's go stream it. Go shake your ass, go drink a margarita, get into no it. Deal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so for the show of the week, my show of the week particularly, I don't know if you guys have seen The Midnight Club on Netflix, but watch it all in one day. Or like a day and a half. It's an amazing show. It's beautiful. Um, it's scary, but it's it's supposed to be scary. But it's not. It's a very psychological thriller. It's I will say it is a trigger warning if you are like dealing with someone who has a sickness or anything like that, and uh, you don't want to see those kind of images. Or what kind of images? It's not like graphic. <laughs> it's not graphic images aside from like random like demon appearances or whatever but it's like when I say if you don't want to see that I mean like they're talking about people who have like AIDS and like terminal diseases they're at a hospice Uh, it's a hospice for young kids that's what the show's about Mm
0: -hmm. it's
1: a hospice for kids who are our age or younger and they pretty much had to accept all the things they won't be able to have in life all the things that like they just like that's why I say it's a trigger warning because if you're going if you know somebody who, who is sick and you watch that it puts it it might make you really sad you know mm-hmm. but then it also might be a good eye opener because some of those kids have accepted that they're gonna die there's know yeah. cause they all have a time limit on their on uh, how long they're supposed to live which is why they're at the hospice
0: mm-hmm.
1: But the scary part of it is they tell ghost stories, which is why it's called The Midnight Club. Um, But yeah, it's a great show to check out. Wonderful. Um, Another show that I would recommend, obviously, Nathan For You or The Rehearsal. Um, Definitely check it out. It's... Jasmine put me
0: on, Nathan For You, and it's... Fucking hilarious. It is. It definitely is it's an inquired taste. Good. Oh my god.
1: It's an inquired taste. Dry I will humor say that. if you love it. But he's my favorite Taurus my favorite Taurus guy ever. <laughs> he gives a good representation of how tourists feel on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's oh, like standard though. That's I love. Like, I'm, I'm. That's just, like that's like The Office or like
0: I know Charmed
1: the, or something. You know. You know, I've
0: never seen Charmed. I've actually never seen Charmed before. I have to peep that
1: one. What? But
0: yeah. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. I can't not,
1: not look at you like that What the fuck you mean you ain't never seen Charmed You call <laughs> yourself a witchy bitch Girl what the fuck You seen the craft but you ain't seen Charmed Oh my god would
0: what, did you live under a rock growing up I knew about Charmed I knew what it was I just never watched it I don't Even... know <sighs> Trust tripping. me I remember I remember seeing it at Blockbuster
1: <laughs> Shit I had to show you who Daria was
0: I knew Daria I just didn't know the name of the show but that's your shit
1: you need Daria
0: I've seen yeah I've seen her before like I know of her but I've never
1: like that was you never seen the show never no so you just seen like the little photo like the exactly. little memes and stuff yeah it. It, yes and you know where she came from yes you know that she's the blueprint for most of our personalities huh yeah like Charmed all these old school shows that like I love to watch they're the blueprint to why most of gen z and millennials are the way they are (laughs) literally specifically millennials think about a gilmore girls all that shit like that's like it's like we're like that but like x-rated but x-rated yeah that makes sense like literally we go out get drinks we're like oh my god this is sex in the city vibes like come on <laughs> yes. like they mold the fuck out of us mm-hmm. like like we like when we they go did out, yeah like when we go out that's that's who we're trying to be <laughs> daria molded me for sure in school but yeah sure that'll be my extra show of the week not even like something to like for real for real like as my favorite for the week but it's something to check out if you like cartoons and you want to watch old school shit Do you have another show of the week?
0: Um, Another one, it's probably another classic that Miss JT put me on. Uh, Scream Queens.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. That's
0: too good. That one's too good. Like, it's, I want to hurry up and just finish it. I mean, it's so easy to finish, bro. It really is. I just, I don't be watching TV like that.
1: But you got the time.
0: You could just go, I do um, But I'm not gonna cap I'd rather listen to music Than watch TV I
1: feel you <laughs> I feel you But I guess I feel like As long as it's entertaining t- TV Then It's like The same as watching movies Yeah Or listening to music Actually getting on to movies Like Okay So my favorite movie of the week Movie of the week Is an inter- movie to watch If you like You know You'd rather listen to music Than watch movies mm. This I'm pretty sure I told you the uh, the holog- the holographic Virgil designed designed all the outfits for every single person in in the um in the movie
0: yeah
1: so they're all wearing designer they're all wearing perfect little outfits like so, in the holo the AI version of Virgil is like just like Virgil apparently and this was like the biggest thing for Kit Cudi obviously because yeah. he finally got to work with one of his best friends again you know like and. I was thinking about it in multiple different ways. Like, it's bittersweet that he's working with uh, AI, you know? Cause, yeah. But then it's also, like, beautiful. But it's bittersweet, too, because it's, like, he fully won't be able to move on, you know?
0: What do you mean he won't be able to move on?
1: How could you possibly completely move on from someone's death when you feel, like, when you see... A version of them in front of you. Like you won't be able to accept that they're fully gone.
0: Yeah, I understand that. But like, it, it holds but at the grieving
1: it, it, it holds the grieving, essentially. Halts
0: the grieving. Yeah, that's
1: because it's like he knows this, you know what I mean? Like he knows he's not dumb, but yeah. at the same time, it's like you you gotta like you you already know how it would feel if There was an AI version of Keon who was just like him. You're able to touch and feel him and talk to him. You know you would not it would be hard to separate those feelings of like I got him versus like versus like this isn't real. Like it would be hard. Yeah. You know, like that's why I say it's bittersweet.
0: Oh my God. That's a that was a beautiful moment though. I'm glad that he was able to have that, you know, the opportunity to even relive that. Oh, yeah,
1: no, definitely. I'm glad Virgil would... I'd do it. I'm glad Virgil would... I would do it too, but I don't know. Honestly, I don't think I would do it. I would. I don't think I would do it because I I know it it would re-reopen. Some wounds. All the wounds. Yeah, all the wounds. Every wound, because... It's like I've been missing you for so long and then I'm looking at you right now, you know, it's like you're the same, but obviously you're different. So it's like I don't think I would do it because I wouldn't want to go through the pain of like feeling the loss all over again, you know?
0: Yeah, I know I would do it. I would give any chance
1: to to have that moment, that experience. I wouldn't do it AI version that's what i'm saying i wouldn't do it ai version like if i could do it in a spiritual way yes 100 <laughs> percent but i would not do it ai version i don't think that's i don't even think that's fair to the person who passed because they're gone let them live let them die in peace like you you holding them on you holding on to them for you know the ai version that's selfish as fuck
0: What do you mean by holding on to them through the AI version?
1: Exactly what I said.
0: Because what if it's just something that that person needs to
1: to actually help them? How do you think... I'm not saying it won't help them, but how much do you think it would really help someone accepting that the person is gone when they're staring at the person right in front of them?
0: I understand that. I think... So I'm just that's saying like definitely
1: I feel like accurate. I feel like it just you're like it's a beautiful thing, but at the same time I wouldn't choose it because I know I would be going backwards in my healing.
0: Yeah. I think for some people it just it helps their healing. For some people it,
1: you know, like you said, opens those wounds. But But for some
0: people, it really would
1: help, you know. It's helpful for the moment, but then, like I said, you're reliving everything all over again. That's the whole, that's what, that's my main point here. It's beautiful in the moment, obviously. But then when it's all said and done, you're going, you're going through the whole funeral, everything, the fine, the the feeling of him dying, all of that all over again. Is that worth it?
0: I know. I feel like some people, I mean, we don't go through that some people just need that last you know they never got that last goodbye and you know that, I don't know whatever whatever it's needed for
1: and know. I can understand that I guess but I'm just saying this AI version of Virgil is something that is real that it's not it's not like something that like that like is gonna go away you know like people are working with this AI Virgil people like that's my point like
0: oh when you like yeah, it's like not it's that.
1: not like it's not like this is just a hologram where you can say goodbye and talk to him whatever this is an ai like this is a bot a computer a virgil's walking around like you and i like a mm-hmm. fucking computer that's not help how healthy is that mentally think about that you know this nigga's dead like it's different. Like I understand the mm-hmm. whole people need to sit, needing to say. So goodbye. what essentially
0: has? What essentially does that? Does that mean you know? For like when you're saying that he is a bot, that his, like it's not. Where's that connection? Like I mean, he's an AI.
1: He's an in, uh, artificial intelligence. What do you mean by he? Him. Virgil. I know. That's what isn't it? He's a he. I I know. <laughs>
0: so we, but we, like.
1: His, his what? His, what do you mean, his what?
0: What do you mean, like, he, there was an AI version of him created?
1: Yes, there was an AI version of him created that helped Kid Cudi make Intergalactic. A robot version of Virgil was created.
0: So how were they, how are they creating Intergalactic?
1: It's a cartoon.
0: How, I'm, I'm really confused.
1: Why are you confused? I need a detailed the
0: explanation show. On the how
1: this? How behind the scenes they made a bot of Virgil who helped Kid Cudi design everything for the animation, for the thing. That's it. And in the, the the AI. The AI. The AI is in real life. This is like okay. In real life, this is here's the, here's the example. <laughs> You're Virgil. No. You're Virgil. I'm Kid no. Cudi. Here's, Here's Intergalactic. And Vir- Virgil, help me. What do I need to do for this outfit? Like, what, what, what works? All right, ah. we're gonna do this. That was the situation. That's what would happen. That's what happened. Physical. Yes. A, a robot. Oh. A robot, nigga. Why, uh. An AI. That's what I'm saying. Yes. 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 An AI. <laughs> Yes, an AI nigga. Like what the fuck? That's what I've been trying to tell you. That's why it's like what that's why I'm saying it's not healthy essentially in the so long run. So you're saying you got
0: AI Virgil out here still working on Louis
1: Vuitton and shit? Not Louis. I don't know if he working but, on Louis Vuitton, but, you know but he I working mean? on something. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. AI Virgil. That's Stop, why don't say AI Virgil. <laughs> that's what he is. He ain't the real Virgil. He AI. He
0: AI. <laughs> She's she got it, AI Virgil. He's a bot, bro. He's
1: a bot. I'm sorry. He is. He is. (laughs) Like that's, so that's the fucking. That's why I'm saying shit that. your pants. So does that wild. make sense? Why oh, yeah. I was saying everything I was saying on like yeah. how that's not healthy, essentially in the long run. No, that yeah. And Whew. like you're opening so many more wounds, you know. Yeah, like, that's like you like think about it. That's if, he, heavy. if you had a fucking robot version of let me on, rest, an no. AI version. No, 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 exactly. No, no, no. no, that goes back to like, bitch, calm down. Let <laughs> me go. let me rest. Let me sleep. Y'all got me up here doing all this shit. Like, let my spirit chill. For like oh my god like that's why when you were like i would do it again it's like i get it you know i totally get it you know but at the same time think about it if Keon was really sitting here in a robot version no. would you really want to ah. deal with that and then like when the, you got to turn them off charge him you know, he ain't even Stop. really key on, bro. Like, no. what the fuck? I'm not doing that. Like,
0: I'm not doing that.
1: Like, no, yeah. Like, I'm not doing it's that. It's like, it, it's a beautiful experience, obviously, that Virgil helped him and that he got that, you know, that closure essentially. But, you know, I don't think that that's like healthy, you know? Yeah. Like, for the healing. At least process. not for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not for the healing process. But, um,.
0: My movie of the week, which I have two. The first one is um, Smile. It's a badass Halloween movie. It's actually a really good movie. It's it's a good one that I've seen that I like really recommend because I haven't seen a good scary movie in a hot minute. So definitely go check out Smile. I actually rated it a 10 out of a 10 out of 10. So I it's highly recommended. And my movie number two is Hocus Pocus 2. That's my movie right now. If you're listening and you are a Hocus Pocus lover, I recommend that movie. It, they did such a good job. Jazza, have you seen it yet? No, not yet. You, you're you going to love the plot of it. You're going to love the whole plot of it. And they do such a good job. And it's just, they they add in those little innuendos that, like, from the first one. And it's just too good, too good. I, I'm, I'm going
1: to buy it. I think it's uh, on Amazon. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> yeah, it is not, you can buy anything on Amazon. Yeah. But I guess I, out for my second movie, I'm going to pick uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, I watched that movie yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I watched it the other day. I watched it probably like three times the past three days. Um, this, <laughs> it's my favorite childhood movie ever. It's too great. To wrap it up with our previous topics on toxicity, we're going to talk about what it's like growing from toxicity and what we've learned so first thing for sure that i've learned create boundaries it's hard i will say this it's hard to create boundaries when you might not even know exactly what the fuck your boundaries are with a specific person and a specific time but i feel like when you feel that gut feeling i'm like all right this isn't right this is when you need to like state your boundary you know like maybe not right then and there but soon soon sooner than later everybody always is talking everybody always is you know
0: just telling you create your boundaries create your boundaries and it it really doesn't resonate you know saying that but it's so that's like where consciousness kicks in because that whenever you're conscious of like What's going on in your friendships, in your conversations, and things like that? You really are aware of, like where you know the conversation is going to, where the friendship is going to, where the relationship's alluding to, you know. And that's when you, whenever those, you have those moments, is when you need to state those boundaries, you know. hundred percent. It's 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 about catching it, you know, catching it, and and if you feel some type of way about it, speak up speak up because you don't feel some type of way about
1: it for no reason you Yeah, know? the thought wouldn't cross your mind exactly no and it's always better to state your doubts or your boundaries or whatever the case may be before it gets to a point to where there's it's like it's already crossed the line so
0: yeah then
1: you, and you have to realize that you end up looking like the miscommunicator when when you don't tell people your boundaries until it's too late you know,
0: you know what I come across a lot. It's really sad. A lot of my like female friends, they don't have boundaries with their boyfriends or their husbands. They know their their husband or boyfriend won't approve of it. They won't approve. Like,
1: well, oh, you said, you said they don't have boundaries. It sounds like they do have boundaries.
0: They, yes, I'm sorry. They have boundaries, but they don't state them for their boyfriends or their husbands because they're so like he's not gonna he's not gonna understand like he's you know he's not gonna listen so it, let me just I'm like no if that's a problem you need to state that it's a problem no for real. who cares how much he gaslights you like no you you're gonna make it known and you're gonna stand firm by that
1: yeah and that goes for friends too friends family everybody everybody in between creating boundaries understand that you have boundaries and the
0: people that you associate with also have boundaries too so it's like it's like sarcasm you gotta dish it to to take it
1: you know exactly and I feel like with the creating the boundaries it goes on to loving yourself and putting yourself first in order to create these boundaries, mm-hmm. you have to love yourself and put yourself first and understand. You have that's, to un- the, that's actually
0: the, the first step to creating boundaries. Yeah. Okay? You got to love yourself in order to
1: create boundaries for yourself. A hundred percent. And you have to. It won't make sense for you to create boundaries if you don't know what you want, if you don't even know how to treat yourself. So how can you expect other people to know how to treat you? People will only treat you how you allow them to treat you so if you don't love yourself then these boundaries that you false want to stay or whatever the case may be they mean absolutely nothing you know you have to actually put that shit out there if you really want Like if you love yourself, show you love yourself. Put, make the world like it's not even making the world feel it, but as long as you feel it, the world will feel it, and then the boundaries will come easy as fuck.
0: You know that you that you love yourself and that you're putting yourself first. If you're creating boundaries, you know,
1: like that's that's how you know that you are loving yourself. A hundred percent. And I feel like that's also a part of you know understanding divine timing. When you put yourself first, you love yourself first, you start creating these boundaries. The divine timing of how people fall into your life on growing from the toxicity, and also understanding that not everybody is going to be on the same page as you when you're growing. So, like, they have to reach their own divine timing at their own time. You know, not everybody loves themselves enough to create those boundaries so it's like
0: divine timing is a hard one too because you could be so you know working on yourself so much and so aware to what's going around and conscious like I'm saying you could be so conscious of like what's really going on and it's like oh you know it's frustrating but the divine timing of it all is is you gotta trust in it
1: you know 100% in either which way whether it's your friend You know, who's not on the same time as you, or your partner who's not on the same time as you, or whoever it is, your family. You gotta understand, they gotta learn their shit on their own time. And you can't hold that against them. Yeah, you can't. Like, that's just a part of the divine timing. And... That's also a part of learning why certain people were meant to be in your yeah. life for that specific mm-hmm. reason, for that specific time. My mom, Medea, every black person, really any southern person knows this. You know, life is like a tree. Some people are leaves. You know, they're only here for the season. Some people are branches. You know, they here for you, but, you know, they might they might break off here and there. They might, like, you know, they might be here for years. It ain't nothing serious. But them roots, the ones that really hold you down, those are the ones that actually, that's the balance that you need to have on when it comes to the tree on understanding life and understanding why people are meant to be in your life sometimes people are just leaves who are just flowing with the change of the season and that's all it is you got to think about it we meet so many people in our lives and when you think about how many leaves are on a tree it's hard to narrow it down which which one's a tree which one or which one's a branch which one's a leaf which one's a a a root but I'll tell you right now, the leaves, it's usu- worth it. the leaves usually show themselves first. Leaves fall off quicker than, than anything else on a tree. So when it comes to learning why people were meant to be in your life, I feel like the main thing is just understanding that it's all about timing and it's lessons. Like, not everybody's just meant to be in your life. Sometimes that specific time like we were talking about earlier it could have been a trauma bond it could have been a karmic bond it could have been any kind of thing but yeah
0: and i'll say this like i i definitely have can say that i divine timing was perfect because i understand why i you know essentially got close to this person or that person and things didn't turn out the best and why they didn't turn out the best and you know i feel like we both grew you know we both grew from that friend that toxic friendship that yeah. toxic bond you know so you get to this point where it's like the divine timing is You're grateful for it It had to happen It sucks that it had to happen And like you said It turns into a lesson And you know Like You were meant to learn that Essentially Whatever it was Take what you can learn from that Because it's probably What you needed to learn from that Because it's probably going to help Your next situation You know
1: No I 100% agree
0: So I I Definitely can also see how The lesson is so important because... (laughs) Don't keep falling into that same trap, I swear. Because the universe is going to throw that shit at you. The universe is going to keep reminding you, hey, remember not to trust this kind of person. Remember, it's that... It pulls that Mercury retrograde on you that it's like, you know better. You shit.
1: know better. More yeah. than a Mercury retrograde shit, baby. We have Mars retrograde right now. Oh, until shit. March 20, 22, which means aggression, action, niggas telling the truth. It's all gonna come out if you got some hidden feelings trust me them shit's gonna circle. <laughs> and if a bitch is messy it's gonna come out now like I'm telling you everything <laughs> everything all the lies all the lies all there, all, all people real it's either there's one or two things that's gonna happen with this which is shows how toxic you know actions can be you're either gonna take this time be ambition use that with your work work harder because that is what mars is for mars is action it's mm-hmm. action you know uh passion fire movement like all of that but you could either take that this, you,
0: i'm gonna say this this mars retrograde is is fucking me up
1: <laughs> and, and i'm gonna say this too it did say that this Mars retrograde, for some reason, is particularly <laughs> going to affect Taurus and Scorpios very heavily. Like, <laughs> like we're oh. like we're experiencing a whole new rebirth right now.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. You know, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. That's just the simple fact of you know Mars doesn't really go into retrograde like that, and we gonna be in till so long. So you gonna be getting the, the real? Let the chips fall where they may. You gonna be getting the real truth <laughs> of things. We gonna see how much we really learned. You know. You know. If the Mars retrograde
0: is making y'all go through it, y'all feel free to DM us because you know our inbox is always open to you know hearing y'all out because you never know. Sometimes we may be going through the same shit.
1: We all human. <laughs> That's just crazy. I guess to conclude, um, how having these people and connections in my life created my simulation, it made me realize that I control my simulation more than anything. I don't have to have negative shit in my life if I don't want to. All it takes is maybe if I just remove this one person who could have been fucking up the whole simulation. or. Yes! fucking up the vibe like it don't like it it really is
0: okay wait 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 so you're so you're kind of speaking on like the fucking the 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 main entree the course the the lesson the you know the whole thing is the simulation having negative toxic people in your life can lower your vibration, can lower the opportunities for you, for your life, the life you're trying to manifest, you know? And if you don't realize that, it could really just fuck up your surroundings, you know? The people that, you know, what do they say? Your friends are your future? Like, or show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Like, it really, it really is important. And, and what you're saying is that you learned how to essentially, change your simulation by realizing that it it is some toxic ass people that you got to cut off you yeah. know like, that's so funny because it would be. You like, realize that. You would see be the one, shift in your. It
1: would be one person who would. It'd
0: be an overnight
1: thing. And to, then, like, all of a sudden, my life would be flourishing. All of a sudden,
0: in the flip of a switch. Like, in the flip of a switch, it was all okay. So it was like,
1: <laughs> it wasn't me, it was you. <laughs> Evil eye. <lie. laughs>
0: Shit, keep that thing on me.
1: <laughs> but the circle of connection becoming your reality and how. To get out of it and how that's never ending because the reality is toxic connection is always going to be there there's really nothing we can do to get rid of it like as much as we can say like we figured it out or we broke the simulation or whatever toxic niggas are everywhere like people fake things all the time we're toxic that's the thing we're toxic and we don't even know it the fact that if if you sit here and you say you're not toxic then you're probably just as more toxic as the next person (laughs) because there's levels obviously to toxicity but i feel like when it comes to getting out of the never ending for me my perception i feel like the best thing to do would just go off the grid No cap. Go off the grid. That really is. But then it's like I'm going to be toxic sitting there by myself on the farm when I have my bad days. Like, fuck this fucking farm for (laughs) shit. Well, I got to be a farm. (laughs) Because, you know, I'm a tourist. I want a (laughs) farm. I want
0: a big ass farm
1: with a bunch of acres. Mm -hmm. Maybe some kids. I don't know. That's neither here nor there. I love when you say that <laughs> <laughs> I could see myself having kids but eh
0: nah, we'll see yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I Whatever. could see you having kids too I know who can't <laughs> we just waiting but that's neither there or here <laughs> <laughs> but you know what we're gonna wrap things up It's good chatting with it was you guys you guys Hopefully you
1: guys, yes, and hopefully you guys gathered your, your perception or at least your own feelings of toxicity. I'm going to put a poll at the end of this post, if not a poll, a question, so you guys can, you know, state your feelings on toxicity and how you feel about it. Just give us your input. Let us know if you
0: ended up realizing that you yourself you maybe know, even be toxic maybe be toxic what or what's your toxic trait i would be these are great like realizations to have and you know it's honestly kind of funny and you know everybody like we said everybody's toxic in their own way and we could figure out we could always better ourselves by asking by asking ourselves these kinds of questions so all you got to do is learn yeah shoot shoot the dm with your your toxic trait or the poll that we're gonna start shoot your shot shoot your shot we want to either way we want to hear y'all's feedback (laughs) <laughs> thank you guys for listening and y'all tune in for the next episode <laughs> stay delusional
1: I'm outside.